Would you like to become a high-level influencer yourself? Well, don't miss out. Go over to thebookofpublicspeaking.com and grab your free copy of our latest book, not surprisingly called The Book of Public Speaking. This book will take you through what I share based on what I've learned as a speaker on stages for close to 20 years. It also shares interviews with some of the top speakers and speaking-related professionals that I've had the pleasure to spend the time with. And in, in addition, it includes quotes in the back by other speakers around why they get into speaking, their favorite speaking tips, and strategies they use to get more stages. So if you're wanting to become another and a better influencer, then feel free to grab this book. It'll teach you more than just speaking. But if you're wanting to get on stages and you leverage that as an influence tool, then look no further. Again, the book of public speaking.com. Now I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it is Corey Poirier and excited to be back with the latest episode of the Let's Do Influencing show here with my magical co-host Shelly Rogerson. And I think where I'd like to start today, as you know, we've been doing this little run here where we've been grabbing excerpts from the book and uh, you notice how I I said that slowly because I always excerpts trying to get that right, Uh, grabbing pieces from the book, change it from excerpts to pieces uh, from the book, and uh, then having a quick chat about those specific areas that we grabbed. Uh, So sometimes it's quotes in the back of the book, sometimes it's a quote of mine from the book, sometimes it's a story. So let's just see what we get today. Did you want to say hi, Shelly? Hello. I thought you might say hi, (laughs) Shelly. Okay, so let's see what we grab here. Let me pick. Okay, so I don't know what we were going to do, but now the world has said that it's meant to be something else. Shelly's picking now. Your challenge. The most common complaint I hear from friends and clients these days is, I can't keep up with everything. I've heard the estimate that all of the information in the world doubles every 12 months. If you can't keep up now, what's going to happen in a year or five years' times? Magazines hit us with conflicting information. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter provide us with unlimited news feeds. Google provides us with access to an answer, both factual or inaccurate, for every question. YouTube videos, voicemails, texts, and emails inundate us on a daily basis. As a result, we have entered what I like to call the information-heavy knowledge-wisdom-light generation. Awesome. Are we going to jump into that then? Yeah. Perfect. So uh, I'll add in, it's, uh, I think it, when it, in the book it was like knowledge slash wisdom light. So people know that for me, knowledge and wisdom are kind of one and the same, but information's a different beast altogether. Of course, that's just my definition for it. But what I'm getting at is the information is the misinformation that we're bombarded with. And sometimes information can be good, sometimes not so much. But it's just that we're overwhelmed by it. Whereas to me, wisdom is something that you're able to take and use in your life. So, you know, Shelly, I'll let you jump in first if you want, but um, what are your thoughts on, is that the new challenge that we're getting hit with so much and we have to figure out what to grasp onto and what to use for our benefit? Or do you think it's uh, 
just all good and it's a matter of uh, us grabbing and jumping into everything? Like, what are your thoughts on the idea of us being in a world where maybe we are bombarded with information and have to find the wisdom? Oh my, that's a big question. Um, and there's so many different directions to go with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think of news, right? Like, what channel do you watch? Well, depending on what channel you watch, they either like Trump or they don't like Trump or they are on this side of the game or on that side of the game. Um, you know, so you're going to, even Facebook, depending on your likes, that's what you're going to see. So if you like a bunch of negative things, then that's what you're going to see. If you like a lot of positive things, then that that's what you're going to see. So it kind of comes down to what your preference is really is what you're going to see. So yeah, that's what is accurate. <laughs> you know, what's, what's real because you have two sides to every story. So I think it's harder because there's so many different ways, like you had said, to get information, you know, before, you know, when we, we were young, because it was so long ago, <laughs> you know, we went to an encyclopedia, you know, that's where we got the information, you know, we had to go to a book and there was a limited number of books that were in our libraries at school, you know, we didn't have the internet that would bombard us with this information. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty pretty deep, broad topic. Well, and to, I guess, the other challenge, and I mean, I, I in the book I presented it as a challenge. I'm gonna also offer the solution today, but before we jump too far ahead, you know, one of the things that I guess we also have to look at, and it's sort of what you uh, alluded to, is, is it accurate? But then the other side is, was it ever accurate? And so what I mean by that is, to your point, when we were younger, we had um, the encyclopedias. We also had one news channel, maybe two. Uh, we had one newspaper, maybe two, depending where we lived. So we didn't have many ways to get that wisdom. And so you could say that was better because almost like the menu that's too busy and you can't figure out what to pick, you could actually go, okay, this is what I'm learning today or listening to. But the one thing that I didn't realize when we were younger, I took for granted that that was always, always 100% accurate and true, that everything we read. But then, you know, you hear, that, you hear that quote, and I think there's some truth to it, is uh, history is written by the victors. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the encyclopedia, yes, I mean, obviously, well, let's say most of it's accurate, but it's still written as an opinion by somebody. Yeah, well, and I mean, things change too, right? With sci- I mean, especially science. I mean, if you looked at the definition of addiction, when we were younger... It wasn't a disease whereas today it is a disease you know like so there's so many different things that have advanced and I'm not saying technology is bad by no means I'm just saying that like you had said there's so much out there um, and you have to shuffle through Um, but then again are you shuffling through to get your own what you believe to be the truth yeah absolutely and and you saw, I, I still don't want to jump ahead to the solution. I will in just another minute. But, um, you know, when we talk about, I mean, it was all, it's always been this way. Like the news, for example, is presented from somebody writing it and they're slammed on it. So it's always been, I guess, presented from a perspective. Not, it's not just, 
it's very rare that's just been completely 100% balanced and objective. Uh, you know, that's one of the things, and a lot of people don't like Wikipedia and say it's not balanced. But the idea behind Wikipedia, I guess, is that whenever you're writing it, for them to accept the article, if somebody's writing the article, it's supposed to be presented almost like text or, you know, for a workbook. It's not supposed to be presented with any kind of agenda or, or uh, slant of view. And again, I'm not saying whether it is or not. That's not for me to judge. But that's the idea behind it. And I think that was the idea behind the encyclopedia. So I think it was as close back then as we could get to accurate. But at the end of the day, like history books, we're still at the mercy of who wrote the history book. Well, yeah. And who wrote history. Well, and yeah, and what they left out. 100%. So, you know, on that end, um, because now it's it's basically the same thing. This is what I'm realizing. It's similar to the same thing it's always been, except for now there's just uh, so much more of it that you can't almost can't even fathom. You know, so, for example, before it might have been one newspaper that we had at home on one about a story. And now we literally could read that from thousands of places, that same story on something happening. And so, having said that, here's what I think the solution is. And now I say it's a solution, I mean, it's not the be-all, end-all, but what I've tried to do, and this is what I present in the book, is you need to find your sources. Who do you trust? Who, whose opinion do you like? You know, if somebody's sharing this insight, do you agree with, not, you don't even agree, but do you like their take on it? Is it somebody morally that you look up to? So, for example, when it comes to getting wisdom, if I want to learn wisdom, let's say about, um, let's say as an example, when I'm doing my interviews and I want to learn wisdom about how to find your passion, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out who my sources are. You know, let's just say, say my sources are Zig Ziglar and Lisa Nichols, and then I'm going to follow them and I'm going to be on their email list and I'm going to learn from them. So I'm going to pick a few sources that I want to learn from. Let's say if we're using the context of learning, not just getting information or getting news, I'm going to pick those sources and I'm going to continue to go back to that well because until it's dry, because those are the people that I resonate with, that I want to learn from. So my feeling is let somebody else, it's always going to be somebody else doing the curating, but figure out who you like that's doing the curating and follow them. So it could be a podcast. If you like a certain podcaster, they're curating the guests for you. So you don't have to go now, if they had 20 guests in a six month period, you now can go and listen to the best of the best from those guests rather than what would you have to do to get that same information from those same guests online? You'd have to spend hours upon hours upon hours of searching. So for me, from an efficiency point of view and probably from a who do you want to learn from point of view, I pick my sources and follow them. That's what I do. Yeah, and I think it's also, I mean, wisdom. You think of somebody who's lived through it, experienced it, um, you know, I think of age, you know, I, I know there's, you know, young people who have lots of wisdom and, but I think we, like the people you mentioned, I mean, even Wayne Dyer, Don Miguel, you know what I mean? There's all those people who have lived and written lots of books, did research. Those are the people we're going to go to. Yeah. And to your point about the newer ones. Um, there's like a Jay Shetty, who yeah. a lot of people are going to, who's younger, or Russell Brand, who's still mm-hmm. younger in comparison to, say, Wayne Dyer was. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they stand out. And like meaning, they stand, the younger ones just as well as the, you know, Ziegler, when he was younger, stood out. But they have an interesting story. I mean, Jay Shetty was a monk. You know, Robert Brand, I mean, obviously he, you know, he lived a whole life of addiction. And now that's what he's working towards is healing the world of addiction. So they all, they all, they're young, but they already have an interesting story. 
True. And to, this is the other point, too, is as far as, let's say, opinions go, not everybody is a fan of Russell Brand. And not everybody necessarily should be. Or, you know, Jay Shetty. And what I'm getting at is that it's not a detraction from them. I think anytime you do big work, you're going to have detractors. But I say this because there could be somebody listening saying, well, I don't resonate with them at all. And that goes back to my point. I figured who you resonate with. Well, I mean, we talked about it the other day when we were talking about the Super Bowl and J-Lo and Shakira. I mean, there's always going to be naysayers. It doesn't matter who it is. I mean, especially when you choose to be in the public eye. There's always going to be somebody who has something to say about what you have to say. There's always going to be somebody who disagrees. And that's the, that's the world we live in. That's the world we've always lived in. I mean, do you agree with abortion? Do you disagree with abortion? Do you believe in gay rights? Do you not agree with gay rights? Do you believe, you know, in same-sex marriage? There's always going to be an opinion and there's always going to be two sides to every story. Yeah, there's always going to be naysayers. And I don't know if I just created this word, but yaysayers. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the people that you want to keep in your community, right? Like you want to keep your yaysayers close. Yeah, and we have a, a friend of the show who uh, who has a show called Screw the Naysayers. Hi, Tim. <laughs> Tim Allison. And uh, and again, you know, that's his, his approach, which is, you know, I think it's uh, inspirational, is saying you're always going to have people that say you can't do something or achieve something. And, and, you know, you have to kind of find a way to rise above that. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes the naysayers can fuel you can be a good thing sometimes like in the the j-lo shakira thing it could be a it opens up dialogue you know it gets people talking about what they believe and you know for two people that maybe didn't see eye to eye before and still maybe won't at least now they're talking about something and and it's stimulating them to say here's my values and my beliefs for you know whichever way they choose Um, and we live in a world of stimulation and communication um, the difference is, though, is that we're, we, we choose to communicate with people who are open to our opinion and we're open to their opinion. So there's very much a difference between people who are open to other people's opinions. Even if we disagree, it's okay to not, not agree. It's okay to disagree. But we're still going to communicate and listen to the other side where there's a lot of people out there who just will not hear somebody else's opinion absolutely yeah i agree completely and you know that's maybe a good segue as we're winding down to say uh let us know your opinion (laughs) you know let us know your opinion on on any you know well uh, this idea of misinformation of overwhelm of opinion based news really uh which is the world we're in today i mean everybody has their own media channel uh i saw i saw a post the other day it was kind of interesting it's a wrestler whose name is mvp just to give him a shout out. I can't even remember now what it stood for because he, he always went by MVP, or at least that's what I knew him as. But anyway, he put a post up of, uh, he said, sounds about right is what he said. And it was a picture, uh, a, a gif with the, uh, basically showing this guy coming down an escalator. And I don't know the context behind the story. Like it seemed almost like a mob thing where this person either did something or somebody knew something. And he came down an escalator and then they all basically just jumped on him and started attacking him. They all were going in. It was like 50 people attacking this one guy. And he said, uh, and, and the thing said, the internet, when you share your opinion. Yeah. And he said, sounds about right. And so, yeah, we're in a world now too where everybody has an opinion. And if you put something out there publicly, 
Uh, you're probably going to get some feedback and comments on it. So yeah, feel free to tell us your thoughts, share with us, um, maybe share an experience where you shared your opinion and either regretted it or uh, were blown away by the amount of engagement, both positive and negative that you had. Uh, feel free to share it with us. Uh, until that time, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you, uh, Shelly, for joining me. I will say that um, this is one of those areas where I'm sure people are like keep going, keep going. Uh, so maybe we'll explore it again further later. But um, you know, in the in the um, preference of keeping these short for you guys, uh, we'll finish it here today. So thanks again, Shelley, and thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks everyone. Have a good day. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget to grab your free copy of The Book of Public Speaking at thebookofpublicspeaking.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.